0: Morning and welcome everybody to live Dharma Sunday for April 7th, 2019. Koyo Kubosa here. So very, very glad you joined us. Yeah. <laughs> Since tomorrow, April 8th, is one of the major religious holidays in Buddhism. Uh the birth of Siddhartha Gautama. Everybody knows uh his life story. Uh Many uh, Buddhist temples or centers um, have a special commemoration of his birth. Uh, if you're a Theravadan, uh, they go by a lunar calendar and his birth, enlightenment, and passing away. I don't know how this works, but it's all on one day. I think the first full moon day in May uh in the Mahayana tradition, uh, his birth is April 8th, his passing away, his passing away is uh, February 15th, and Enlightenment Day, Bodhi Day, uh, is December 8th. So, uh, But it really doesn't matter uh, in a spiritual sense, or even historical sense, perhaps, uh, Whenever I think of Buddha's birthday I was uh, I guess I was a young young person and attending a church service that was commemorating Buddha's birth and of course he wasn't Buddha then you know Siddhartha Gautama uh and the moderator uh you know just said one sentence as he was saying, okay, now we're gonna go eat lunch and or something like that. And he said, "Well, we're we're uh, we're gonna have, uh, uh, you know, we're commemorating Buddha's birth." And then he said, "Buddha's birth is not your spiritual birth. This this observance has no meaning whatsoever, spiritual meaning whatsoever." And, and, you know, I never heard this kind of talk before, uh, statement before. And I was thinking, gee, uh, uh, see, we're not talking about a historical event uh, and honoring someone else's, some great man's life and birth. The, The only way you honor it is if you Live it, become it yourself. And this really opens up a whole dynamic of a process, of a process or at least it did for me, where this same minister, uh, I was in another seminar some years later or before, where as a young teenager... And he was addressing this, you know, group of young people. And he said, don't ever say, you know, I love you to someone. And I remember thinking to myself, what is this guy talking about? Isn't that the goal? You know, if you find someone, you know, that you love, you say, hey, I'm, you know, sort of like I made it. You know, this is an important thing. And I found someone, and I say, "Oh, I love you uh it wasn't till much much later that I was looking into this what what's the implication uh I guess you might call it subject object okay where or somebody called it also absolute subjectivity, yeah okay? When you say subject-object, hyphen object, that's a form of dual, dualism or dualistic, you know, uh, two things, right? Two things. Whereas absolute sub, not just subjectivity, which means the subject, which means your inner experience. So, as an individual, as a person, am I studying some uh, religious event? Am I Am I conscious that I am the, as the subject studying this object, and this object is say Buddhist teachings or someone that I care for okay uh, and then i I was just scribbling notes about this, but and one phrase came to i I expressed it this way: naturalness versus overly awareness. Now, apparently this is a big thing in Buddhism or Buddhist approach because when you're overly aware, you could cast this as objectifying something. So you're not really in love with this person if you got to always be telling this person, I love you, I love you. Uh, You know, it's not natural. And the same would hold for God, God loves you, and you, say, got to profess your love for God or your love for nature or whatever it is, if you're too aware of it, you objectify it, you know that you're separate from it and that you have a special relationship with it instead of the experience of oneness, which means living it. It's complete, absolute subjectivity where you have complete humility you have complete empathy. You don't say, uh, "Well, I'll treat others as I would like to be treated." You say empathy means, "Well, I'll treat others like they would like to be treated." Isn't that interesting? Huh? Uh, and the Christian mystics. Okay, I read this someplace, and I always it's always you know solid in my mind. Meister Eckhart. Okay. I, I, All I know is he said he's a Christian mystic. A mystic means oneness. Not a scholarly intellectual analysis. Although I always want to say, hey, uh, scholars contribute a lot, religious scholars. So we have to know what you're talking about or what your goal is or what the purpose here is. Is it to be in heaven or... Go listen to a lecture on heaven or the pure land, huh? Isn't it fascinating to learn about the pure, about you know the pure land or about what's a Buddha? You know uh, versus not even th- thinking about it. You tra- I think there's a process or the dynamic of the psychological process where at the beginning. Of okay, the journey, you have to have motivation. So, you have to have oh, that's my object. Okay, I'm going to climb this mountain because the you know, the mountain of truth, let's say. So, it's about well, I don't know what maybe stages are not the right word or process, but you. Objectify something because you you say oh yeah okay I'm a, I am I got to be aware that this is what I what I want in life and who I am and as a person, but then when you go into it, uh, you forget about that duality, huh? and you don't have to talk about it. As soon as you talk about it, you're objectifying. He said, "Hey, I like this." Okay. Now, of course, we have preferences. Okay. Uh, but how to be, well, beginner's mind? You know, uh, how to empty yourself of that object? You know that object is precious. Okay. It's so precious that you that you that you don't you're you're living it. Okay. I think this 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 requires some thought, you know, in terms of how you what your spiritual journey is like. Yeah. I mean, cuz if you're too self-kind self-centered about something, uh, oh, yeah, I love X. And X is a good thing. For a person. You're 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 stuck. Huh? You know? You only halfway or something like that. <laughs> well, boy, I'm just kind of piling it high and deep tonight, today, whatever. So I better move on to someone who has something to tell us today. Guess to give us a dharma glimpse, Mike Lozayo, and he's a professional gardener, or maybe you know, you might call him a landscape. Uh, and Sai means S A I, you know, plant. And YO is the sun, S U N. Okay. So you might say, well, this is a the 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 sun is something is uh you you have an image of a plant, and then there's the sun, or you could think of the sun as a plant. In terms of some analogy, there, and it might be worth it to say, hey, is there too? Can you have too much sun? Can you say, "Oh, I love the sun, the light, the teachings. I don't like darkness." Okay. Well, you see the lotus growing. It goes in the mud. The mud means there's a muddy there's a pond, and the seed is in the mud, and there's some tropism, natural tendency in nature, okay, for the roots to go toward water and for the plant to go toward the light. And so even though the sun is sh- uh, shining so brightly, giving its warmth and everything, again, stages. If the plant is under the water and it's go- growing up, this lotus, okay, in the beginning, he doesn't get the full benefit of the sun because it's, it has to be filtered through all this depth of the water. Okay. And when he first pops up, breaks the surface of the water, and it's now the sun can really, the teachings can, you know, otherwise, you know, the teachings are right there, but you don't get this full benefit because you've know, you got to keep growing, grow into it. Well, okay. Michael Sayo.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Michael Sayo. And my Dharma glimpse is you are the master of your universe. You decide what is the key element of your life, your karma dharma. Is it wisdom, wealth, joy, unselfish love? Use one word, I chant. Think it in the morning when awakening, and at night as you are falling asleep, and for the moment at different times throughout the day. As you look around, you will find many earth travelers who are scattered. They spend most of their time hurrying from one thing to another. Do they ever give their mind a very needed rest? The only way to become more peaceful is to take some time to quiet it all down. It is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. The key is to look within. What does my life radiate? And those around you, are there any dangerous ones? Usually you will find the ones in your life that are similar to your own. Like gravitates to like. If you are kind, thoughtful, you will find the same in most of those in you. Those who are not kind would feel unsettled in your presence. There's no meeting of the minds there. The keys to the kingdom. Number one, the right attitude. Regain the awe, the wonderment of life. Use your innate ability to observe See and understand. Learn without pain. The ability to learn from seeing another's problem brings them good karma and you also. Study. Watch your thoughts. Read, read, read. Autobiographies to learn history. How does this apply to this day to my life? It can help solve our problems oft times by doing the opposite of what has been done in the past. Prayer, especially for the needy and those who pose irritations for us. One proven way to disarm that power is prayer for them. They need darshan, a blessing. Hopefully they will be able to receive it. You do for sure. Santosha, contentment. Equanimity. This moment does not come again. Don't waste it. Shift awareness away from pain. Nettie, Nettie, Nettie. I am not this thought. Pain. Sustain the contentment. We often reach a state of peace, of contentment, but do not sustain it. Remember to sustain your peacefulness. Mystical awareness. We, you, and him and her are the givers of the joy. We have to be able to give and to receive. Always remember to receive the blessings from others. Accept the good blessings of a teacher, parent, priest, and a friend. It is our ego that causes the unconscious to sleep. To open the mind allows the unconscious to become more conscious. And more of the good stuff is evident. And that's my glimpse for tonight, for today, everyone. And in oneness, Gossel, thank you very much. Yeah,
0: thank you. Isn't that interesting? I was just rambling off in my preliminary remarks, and then he says, Dharma Glimpse comes on. You are the master of the universe. <laughs> that's absolute subjectivity, right? That's a, that's attitude. Uh, uh, you got to quiet things down. Okay? That's emptying out yourself. Huh? Not getting more knowledge and whatnot. Emptying out. Okay? Uh, the freshness of it. Okay, the expert knows, <laughs> you know, only a certain way. Beginner's mind, all things are possible. It's an interesting dynamic, I think. And the, and then you say, you know, karma dharma. I I heard interesting. Uh, read an interesting article on uh, the human condition. The uh. uh Approach to you know how you approach life in a basic sense and, and and the religions try to help us okay? uh different systems of thought, philosophy, whatever I call it, and uh the human condition now, in this article, they said there's three three ways to to live your life okay? in, in a spiritual way. In in the spiritual topic, okay. One is, you pray to God, petitionary prayer. You, uh, you're helpless. You don't have much strength. You don't have much power, and uh, you you have to rely on a deity or a God to help you out in this life. Okay. Then there's another way a philosophy of life, is chance. You say, hey, you you can't control everything. It's all chaos. It's you, you know—it's random, you, you know. You must try to enjoy yourself as much as you can because, you know, you, you just aren't in charge. Okay? So you got the the God, you got the hedonism, sort of, and then you got the Buddhist way, Karma. Isn't this just an interesting division or elucidation of this? And, of course, karma means cause and effect. You don't rely on some external power and you don't say, oh, everything is chaotic, no use. Well, what's education for then or what's preparation for or what's planning for if, you know. Everything is up to chance and everything is just, you know, not, you can't, you can't, uh, cause and effect, there's a cause, okay, absolute subjectivity, and there's conditions, so conditions and cause, because the cause will only work under certain conditions, you know, you state a big law like, hey, water boils at 212, Fahrenheit. Well, I'm not in a vacuum or in outer space. Okay? You have certain conditions. Okay? We want a, some kind of a absolute objectivity of something where it's, oh, you know, but more important is your absolute subjectivity. Okay? And it's a difficult dynamic because when someone says, hey, I'm the master of the world or I am God. It doesn't sound right, okay? Uh, How to be, if you have some humility, okay? Uh, You have to have humility to be natural. Let's put it that way. And you're not conscious. Self, okay, I guess I was saying, you know, uh, overly aware, but it means you're not self-conscious, Okay. So if you say to be humble is a virtue, yeah, I want to be a humble person. I see that person, oh, I really admire that person because he's humble. Can you ever embark on that as your object of of your goal, and then are you aware that you got it? I think humility is a good example because you don't see so. You you see the absurdity of this if you say, then the guy got it, and he's aware of it, and he says, yeah, I am humble. I made it. (laughs) Uh That's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, keep going, and you have a wonderful day.